G'day and welcome to this episode of Beers with Engineers, a group of people who believe that if it looks dumb, but it works, then it ain't dumb. In this News and Brews segment, we break down Australia's latest and next steps in clean energy, how mRNA vaccines could grant you lifetime immunity, and Paddy's latest pitch on a lost chapstick finder. If you're new to this podcast, please head over to our YouTube channel, Engineering Dads, hit the subscribe and notification button to see how we turn our podcast into reality. My name's James, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Engineers. In this podcast, we'll be focusing more on news and breaking down new findings in the world to satisfy some curiosity and keep you all informed. This is News and Brews. And as always, I'm joined by my two hosts, Paddy and Sean. How are we going, boys? I'm going well. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Oh, we both spoke at the same time. <laughs> Sean, you know the rules. When I speak, you do not speak, okay? Like we yes, were... fair enough. Sorry, Daddy. More importantly, what are you guys drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking a Tui's. I am just opened a Sapporo. Oh, what, are, what about you, James? Oh. What are you drinking? I've got a James Bogue. Actually, that one of your friends bought me, Sean, when we did our um, beer pong launches, our first ever project, and it's going down a treat. Nice. I, I feel like the, the idea is that we name as many beer companies as possible until one of them sponsors us. <laughs> I mean, at that point, we can just play King's Cup on the podcast and just draw the card where you have to keep going around categories and it can be like the beers, yeah, you know? not a bad idea. I mean... If, it, if I, anything, it'll be a like... flex. Like, as a <laughs> flex, it's like, oh, we'll name all the beers. Um, I can name them all because I'm sponsored by all of them. <laughs> I love that idea. Well, you were sponsored by a beer, weren't you, Patty? Yeah, for um, my water polo team was sponsored by... Uh, uh, what was it? A uh, Gage Rose beer. A, a Gage wow, Rose beer. You almost forgot your own sponsor. That's not really good for a plug, Patty. <laughs> nah. Um. The uh, single fin uh, summer ale is beautiful and goes down a treat on a summer's day. And yeah, what what's in the news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Um. Yep. Yeah, so, um. So this section obviously talks a lot about um, news that we find interesting, and so. Uh, for me, that's something that I found really interesting, and this is more politics, but I'd like to explain um, the the technical side of it. So, uh, last week there was a bill put out by Energy Minister Angus Taylor, and pretty much he says we need to divert funds into clean energy, right? And when you say like these big broad statements, you're like, oh yeah, sweet, clean energy, that's great. What does he mean by that? Well, um, there's two funds in Australia, so the Australia uh, Renewable Energy Agency, also known as ARENA, and another one called the Clean Energy Finance Corporation. These guys fund uh, renewable energy projects, wind farms, solar farms, solar thermal, things that uh, are renewable, right? Really cool things. Anyways, he said, let's put coal in there. Too much. What? And pretty much every single politician was like, sorry, uh, the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean put coal? Sorry, was this with influenced by Barnaby Joyce or something? Wait, put coal. No, there. no, no. This is this has been in for a while. Um, but he's not like, no, no, no. What we're gonna do is make hydrogen, but with coal, blue hydrogen, and therefore we'll fund it with renewable energy uh, money. So all money that goes to like try and develop new technology, to research, to actually build solar farms and stuff like that is now trying to be pushed to make clean coal. <laughs> and so it, this has been around for a while. Um, and so this is like millions and millions of dollars that's already been dried up. The Liberal government's kind of pulled money out of it already. Uh, and they've been trying to like, you know what, let's put a final nail in the coffin for renewables. Um, and 
switch all that money to blue hydrogen, um, which is just a hydrogen gas made with coal. It's just another way to give um, coal another like 10 minutes to live kind of thing. It's on its way out. I always Uh, thought blue hydrogen was producing hydrogen using coal, but then making sure you absorb the carbon emissions, whereas brown hydrogen, you don't do that. I mean, yeah. So there's also they also talked about um, coal capture, uh, carbon capture storage. Um, CCS is the short term for it. Pretty much what they do is for large coal and gas plants, they absorb the emissions and shove it down like a mine shaft um, where it'll just stay. The only problem with that is there's never been a successful CCS system ever built in the world. Um, and you think about you're pumping all this gas into a mine shaft what's the chance of it breaking and then just like all of it coming back out it's probably higher than you'd think um and so that was also on the plate to be funded by renewable energy money which is really really quite disappointing anyways the point that i bring it up is because it actually got overturned it got vetoed by the labor and the greens party um they won by one vote and do you know why they won by one vote Pauline Hanson forgot to show up for the vote. I am one red-blooded Australian who says no. That is why, that is the only reason why blue hydrogen or coal is dying, because Pauline Hanson forgot to rock up. That is a Too genuine Too many at the RSL last night, I reckon, wow. Pauline. Oh, no. mate, yeah. Too many Just, slaps. Uh, went, went on a, went she went on a pokey bender. Oh, mate, it was Meat Raffle Tuesday. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> With this beer, I feel like opening a whole old snack pack as well. Oh jeez, what kind of a nah, snack pack? The question is, what's the source? <laughs> Holy Trinity, of course. Holy Trinity, yep. Yeah, uh, sweet chili, garlic, and barbecue. But yes, yeah, so that was something that I thought was just so funny that the world is going to to crap. That they're doing everything they can to stop renewables. The um, some people in power, and the reason they failed was because someone show, didn't show up because they spent spent Tuesday at the meat raffle. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, a bit surprising from One Nation as well to forget something like that. You'd think they'd be all over cracking down on, you know, coal yeah. and letting it oh, go further. I mean, I'm shocked that she didn't rock up, but I'm just more shocked because I have not heard the name Pauline Hanson, uh, Pauline Hanson uttered in so long that I thought she was dead. Like... Oh god, <laughs> bit, of, yeah, bit, bit um, of a bit of a flashback. Oh, she's she's making a return into the One Nation party with a with her best mate, Marky Boy. Wearing a burka, obviously. Mm. But yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I, I find it really disappointing that the five hundred million dollars in the new federal budget, half of it gets put to hydrogen, and the other half get gets put to CCS. And this is coming from a chemical engineer, someone who is meant to like this stuff. <laughs> yeah well like it it's, doesn't matter if you like it or not like it. it's about economics it, no, the bottom line doesn't make sense there's no money in it there's there's a reason why the government's pushing gas instead of coal because they realize there's no money to it additionally speaking of coal um in 2019 um morrison promised uh to put to consider sorry a new coal station up in like collinsville he put like four million dollars towards a feasibility study guess when that was released when it hasn't it hasn't been released it's been two years five million dollars and nothing's come from it um and this coal station uh, i can get into the details of it but pretty much coal station is like ooh, how do you describe a coal station imagine a, a truck 
with as much weight in the back as it can. It can it it can get up to certain speeds, but takes a while. It's very slow to accelerate, and very it takes a long time to turn off. Um, just imagine a truck going down a highway uh, with a lot of load in the back. Pretty much, that's every coal generator. What they're saying is, we're going to have a coal generator that can carry the load of a normal truck, but can stop like a Ferrari, and. Um, Currently, not a single plant in the world can do that. So they're actually inventing a new coal plant for this, which is, one, either very unlikely, or two, they're just lying and trying to get a coal station in the way. But, uh, well, what's yeah. The ben- what's the benefit of even having a coal station when we can rely more on, like, you know, maybe eco-friendly sources of energy? Mm. Well, that's, that's I mean, the, the main argue- goal. Reliance yeah. is, I guess, dangerous in this topic when you're talking about renewables, obviously... You know, coal's still economically favoured, just not environmentally favoured. Is coal cheaper? Uh, depends how you look at coal. Oh, so coal yeah, right that's... now, old coal, yes, is a bit cheaper because it was made at a time when they were building, like, a coal station every three years. New coal is about three times more expensive. It's about twice the price for renewable energy. So in terms of uh, levelized cost of electricity, it's very expensive. I've got a bit of a follow-up question on that for you, Sean. I mean, this is yeah, really your domain and it kind of involves solar as well. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had three big milestones with solar in history, right? 1980, 2001 or two, and 2012 when they were setting huge targets and also decreasing the price of solar over time. Yeah. Um, my question is, if we can get another one of those huge milestones with more sources of renewable energy... Is it looking promising to phase out coal and, I guess, move into that you know, net zero emission target? Yeah, well, I'll put it in this way. So current, all coal stations that are currently built, the most recent one is 2006, which I think was, might be Calide C or Gladstone. Anyways, there's about 12 coal generators in the NEM, uh, the National Electricity Mac- National Electricity Market or the Australian Eastern Seaboard. They're all connected together. All of them are gone by 2045. There is not a single economic test that suggests that these things get built enough, like they build a new one, or they stay on. Um, they, they just they just die out. The bottom line doesn't make sense. No one's investing, and now they're super risky, um, especially if people consider a carbon price not locally but internationally. In terms of the that change, what you're talking about is the price of silicon. It went from like a dollar ninety a watt to about twelve cents nowadays in yep. a space of 10 years. So a solar system, a five kilowatt solar system would have cost 30 grand like 15 years ago. And nowadays costs three grand because the price of silicon's dropped. What we'll see, and this is this is everyone's waiting for, is the price of lithium to drop where battery storage drops like crazy. Yeah, and I mean, and the reason, the like you're saying, solar dropping was the silicon, but it was mainly the manufacturing process which dropped in price, right? Uh, there was a few few factors in it. The efficiency of the silicon was improving quite dramatically. The actual sourcing for silicon to make solar grade quality silicon um, improved. The idea behind like monocrystalline and polycrystalline cells, like the way that you form um, the silicon with the same amount and greatly re- in- increase the efficiency, changed and became cheaper with manufacturing. So yeah, you're right. It um. It's mostly manufacturing, but there's a, there's a few factors in there that uh, drop the price like by two hundred percent or something like stupid. Yeah, 
Well, I guess I guess that's my point. Like that's all a subset of manufacturing, which brings me to my next point. You're talking about lithium storage and battery storage, and even looking into hydrogen in the future. Um, the manufacturing for lithium is actually phasing out from mining over the next, I don't know how many years, but going into more of recovering it from uh, brine waters and uh, sources like that, which is marginally cheaper than your typical mining. So I'm very, you know, concerned, but also looking forward to see how that can subsequently reduce the price. And it, not just in the in, in getting the resource itself, but also in using catalyzing processes which means speeding up the process to get your product uh to subsequently reduce the price and that's what we're going to see with hydrogen as well as you know we're looking to electrolyze hydrogen which is getting it out of water i don't want to think we should have our own we should have our own hydrogen chat our own podcast for hydrogen because i think that's both you and i have a lot of um Agreeing and disagreeing comments and statements. Sorry, Pat, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you there. No, it's all good. I just want to know what, what was brine water. Oh, so Sorry. brine water is basically water that is extremely high in concentration of different salts. So when I say salt, I don't mean just table salt. We're talking about magnesium, um, calcium. We're talking about um, even phosphorus, even though it's not a salt, but it's like inorganic. Uh, we're talking about total organic carbon coming from oil sources. Um, so it's basically a bunch of different salts and one of, you know, the most popular, I guess, sources of brine water is from um, uh, CSG reservoirs where they basically, when they produce like coal seam gas or natural gas, there's always a waste stream and part of that waste stream contains brine water, um, which is, you know, a big issue in terms of wasting because of, of all the high concentrated stream. I was actually just in a in a webinar looking at the different types of um wastewater streams and, you know, what what the type of concentrations are and surprisingly that didn't make the cut because I think instead of talking about treating water, that's actually talking more about, you know, energy and recovering resources like phosphorus and lithium, which I found was uh, extremely interesting that it was overlooked. Hmm. Anyways, um, that was pretty much my topic of uh, uh, one renewable energy policy. Um, kind of definitely got off tangent there, but I enjoyed that conversation. But that's my section wrapped up. James, did you have a news article you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, I was looking into one the other day. So, I mean, I kind of wanted to limit the amount. I guess we talk about COVID and the pandemic on this podcast being such a main issue and obviously having an impact on so many people's lives. Um but this isn't so much about the pandemic, more so about the vaccine and a recent, I guess, discovery they've had from research they've been doing. Um, and I guess before I get into this segment, it's good to do a bit of a disclaimer here that I'm not a medical professional. Anything you're about to hear is not medical advice. This is just purely educational and out of interest. Of Did, Didn't you um, tell me the other day to get a head transplant? Like, I swear you're a medical professional. Oh, I just watched a few episodes of Good Doctor and I thought, you know, I could implement that in real life, but... Then I, I realized my dream was crushed. I said the same thing about house, except not really with the medical practice, just me being a just sarcastic being a asshole. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just just walking around with a cane, just whipping people. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say head transplant? Yeah. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure I uh, heard that properly. It was, <laughs> a fir- it was the first medical thing I popped into my head. I was like, what's like a really unrealistic I'm- transplant? Probably a head transplant. <laughs> 
I, anyway, I, I think so, he might have misheard him, Patty. I think he just said get a haircut, but we'll move on from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, yeah for now, anyway. We'll, we'll get, we'll get back to that, Patty. I'll, I'm not going to forget this. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Sorry, all right. We're off track. James, go ahead. Go ahead. So, conventionally, there's been a lot of um, talk about the vaccine, a lot of people for it and against it. Uh, this is mainly a great breakthrough in how the vaccine is delivered and how it actually provides immunity. So conventionally, you have your normal vector vaccines, which come from like your flu shots and whatnot. And every year you have to get a new flu shot because, of course, the um, virus mutates and it uh, creates variations, which is what we're seeing right now with um, the COVID-19 outbreak. And a lot of people are worrying about it, saying, well, you know, is this vaccine going to be effective against the variants? And the go-to answer is, well... It's going to be like the flu shot. We're going to have to get a booster shot each year to try and, you know, keep immunity going because over time your immune system decreases and your memory B cells, which are basically the cells in your body that recognize the virus and create cells to kill it, um, will forget that and, and you have to have a new vaccine. What the new mRNA vaccine, which is what Moderna and Pfizer have produced, is a complete new breakthrough in vaccine technology. So, it's been studied for the past 30 years, um, but they didn't find a breakthrough to 2018 of how to deliver it. And recent to December 2020, when it was actually finally approved by the FDA, obviously being pushed by the COVID-19 pandemic. And what this study has just found in the recent week is that the vaccine won't actually need a booster shot in subsequent years, even if the COVID-19 virus creates variations of itself. Now, that's not to be taken seriously because if the vac- if the virus decides to go sporadic and create crazy variations, well, then it might fail. But if it mutates at the rate it is now, those memory B cells I brought up might be able to evolve at the same time under the same mRNA vaccine. And there's a lot of um explanation behind that. Yeah. I mean, like, my question is that, yes, you're going to have things evolve, but if you look at... Uh, natural evolution in, I guess, the animal world, um, a lot of uh, mutations, let's say, go out and die. They don't work. Some mutations do work uh, for animals with a longer claw. They could climb higher. Uh, giraffes got longer necks, for example. Um, that being said, I think COVID as a, a virus can mutate in a lot of different directions. How is it that we expect the antibodies or the B cells to be able to evolve in the exact same direction that the virus is evolving outside of the body? That's a very, very good question. So I think the best way to kind of describe how this works is using an analogy. So imagine there's a bunch of gang members and their goal is to go to this place and take some treasure. And the place where the treasure is is your immune system. Are they pirates? Sorry, firstly, wait, wait, wait. you're talking about pirates. Are these gang members, pirates. Sorry, what the <laughs> hell is this gang member? I mean, this is this is completely, you know, just something. Didn't realize we were talking about Fat pirates? Tony from The Simpsons. Okay, let's yeah, let's, let's call them pirates. The, the reason booty. I said gang members is because obviously a gang members wear specific logos and whatnot. They're easily identifi- identifiable. <laughs> But okay. we can we can stick to pirates for argument's sake. <laughs> no, and, no, pirates, pirates, yeah, like the red pirates. And, the they're, and they're coming it's to steal the treasure. And there's individual like memory B cells, um, and and though say you're a memory B cell, and there's a bunch of you. Now, a conventional way of how a vaccine will work is, let's talk about what these pirates are going to do. So they're going to come and steal the treasure, and they have a specific plan to do it. And your natural immune system 
basically looks at these pirates and tries to stop them before they can get the treasure. Now, if they succeed, um, they successfully say, all right, if these same group of pirates return, we know what their plan is now. We know how to beat them. What a vaccine is, or a, a traditional like vector vaccine is, say one of those pirates rocks up, but he's heaps drunk. He's just dumb. <laughs> like He tries to execute his plan, but fails miserably. Like You can see what his plan is, but he's just so slow and so bad at it. That is sort of what a vector vaccine is. But the reason you have to get new vaccines each year is because these pirates will return the next year, but they'll be wearing different clothes. Uh, They'll have different haircuts, different weapons. So you're not going to know what, I guess, their plan is. Will they have the same ship? They look completely different. Will Kira Knightley be with them? This is my question. Now, the way this mRNA... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I missed that last bit. Oh, that's, no, that's fine. We'll, um, we'll see it in edit. <laughs> uh, continue. The, the way this mRNA vaccine works, now going to a bit more technical, is it's basically some code that gets injected into you and it's delivered so specifically. And that code saying will make this spike protein, right? And the way the COVID virus works is it has these spike proteins on the end of it, which is basically an array of amino acids. Now... Instead of creating an antibody for that specific virus, what it's doing is it's creating these proteins that surround the virus cell and destroy it. I'm not going to try and get too technical on that because, um, again, not a medical expert. So, the way, going back to the pirates analogy is, well, instead of the vaccine <laughs> yes, being the something pirates dumb, return. <laughs> the pirates return. <laughs> Jack Sparrow, where you at? Um, yeah, so... Instead of the the vaccine being some dumb drunken pirate that walks in, it's some now it's a messenger who has betrayed the pirates and gone. Hey, there's going to be pirates that return each year. They're going to look really different, but this is their plan of attack, and that's what essentially what the COVID vaccine is, uh, COVID virus is. It's it even though it mutates and it has a different structure and different array, it always goes by the same plan of sticking to the lungs. And causing things like pneumonia and etc. So, basically, what the mRNA, what the what they actually showed is the memory B cells will recognize a dormant virus under inoculation. So, a virus it's still there, but it, it can't die anymore. So, those B cells will actually grow and they'll evolve themselves over time. And now, the only risk we see is, well, can they evolve at the same rate as the COVID va- uh, virus can evolve, or will the COVID virus just outweigh it? But it's looking very promising already. So this was a University of Washington study. And they actually found by extracting antibodies from lymph nodes of people who had the vaccine and eight of them actually already had COVID and doing like in vivo, um, sorry, in vitro tests, which is basically um, they they extract something and then they do it in like a little test tube or a jar or um, anything external pretty much. So... And they tested it against three different highly strains of the virus and showed 95% effectivity of neutralizing the virus. So, this is crazy. And like biotech, so Pfizer, the guys who made this vaccine, they they were already looking at this before COVID came in, but they're looking at it for melanoma. So, mRNA vaccines aren't just promising for COVID uh, or viruses in general. It's promising for a range of diseases. So, it'll get to the point where... Uh, like, would you even call it a vac? It's just a preventative measure. So, 
they're undergoing studies now to find how they can use the same mechanism to stop you from getting things like melanoma. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit of a follow-up question. So, um, this is a really interesting way to explain the COVID vaccination. So, just from my understanding, Captain Jack is COVID-19, which naturally evolves between movies, between one and three, not including four. Uh, Orlando Bloom is the Pfizer Moderna, that is the uh, traitor traitor pirate uh kieran knightley is actually the blue cells that recognizes the pirates and james nortington is your immune system did i understand that correctly who the hell's james norton the lieutenant the guy's like oh this is a nice sword you know what no james norton is the uh like kieran knightley's fiance in the first one yeah that's one of the one i'm talking about he's the immune system that actually executes the pirates ah nice Sorry, I'm just trying to make this uh, metaphor work more. Can I just say, I'm loving this metaphor game that we're having currently. <laughs> it's only been two episodes in, but I'm loving it. I mean, yeah, well, that's, we... that's, uh, that's kind of what Short and, and I, you know, really here to do. It's trying to get things that, you know, <laughs> don't want to say in different sort of complicated ways that no, no, I no, don't no. even so understand. The, but I think and... the, the language you're looking for is... Engineers have a natural role as being technocratic authorities on subject matters. So they understand something very well and explain it in a terribly simply simplistic way. This is not to say that people are not intelligent. It's just because these guys are specialists in a field and have a very, very deep understanding of that. That's our natural role in society to be able to translate. And I just, I just want to put this out I fucking hate technical terms and acronyms. Like, I wish we, everything was love pirates, terms. James, don't you? You fucking love a good pirate. Who doesn't love a good pirate? Yeah. yeah, they're so dirty. Watch that Ooh, go after that sales. booty. Booty? No. <laughs> okay. okay, yeah, no, it's... um. You. I mean, MR, MR... Sorry, going back on track, mRNA technology, I mean, it's kind of always um, been a risk looking at toxicity and side effects that can happen because of the delivery. And this is something we focus on um, as in the chemical field. It's not so much myself. I don't work in this field, but kind of looked over it is the delivery of it and what decoded it now it goes into nanoparticle which we could literally have 10 podcasts on nanoparticle technology um being the carrier for the vaccine and how they deliver it so specifically Mm. there's great things to come in the medical industry in terms of vaccine treatment and beyond. I think we should probably get someone in from the medical uh, industry to come in and really oh, dude, delve into it. I would it. love I would love to get someone who actually works for like yeah, get a nurse or like a doctor or someone or who knows. Yeah, I want to see what metaphor they bring up if they like okay, so you're in space and you're a pirate. <laughs> you're a space pirate. You're a space pirate. Yar. <laughs> Yo ho. All right. Well, I think we've um touched on our two news topics for the day. Um, I think it's time for Patty's Pitch. Patty's Pitch. Patty's Pitch. Time for Patty's Pitch to appear. Is it good? Is it bad? We'll have no idea. But it's now time for Patty's Pitch. Okay. Um, do you want the dumb idea or the half serious idea? I want How do we know it's dumb if we can make it work? Um, dumb is sort of like okay. Um, I guess Sean, I be... think he's I think he's forgetting the idea of what engineering dads is. Okay, well, you know what? I want to go with the <laughs> you know what? Because I went with a bit of a it's a realistic idea last week with the part with the car punch hole, but it's a 
will take some time. I want to try and do one where he can do it in the short term. Okay? Okay. Okay, now, cool. Let's do it. Okay, Shoot. so the other day... Okay, story time. Um, the other day, I was hanging out with my girlfriend and watching a movie. It was a spy movie. Um, it was that Get Smart. You know that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one with like uh, the, not 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 the original, unfortunately, like the uh, the mm. remake movie with Steve Carell, and it's like that. Uh, look oh, at all the, the look, and it's like oh, I the, guess it's like in every spy movie where it's like look at all these gadgets, and it's like you know you got like the the bullet pen or you got like a paperclip, yeah. and just like those ordinary things oh, where no. they can do something <laughs> extraordinary, or like you know you get Dwayne the Rock Johnson, sorry Dwayne the Rock Johnson trying to be a uh, next level as always. Love that, love that from him. And the Greg oh, Carly, great. Great, oh, great, great quality movie. I love it. It's a, mm. it's it's family fun all round with a surprise cameo from Bill Murray. Like he and he's just in a tree. It's fantastic comedy. But back to the point of like you know in in every spy movie there's always like the gadget scenes, and then that night like we go into bed, and I lose my lip balm. I have very chapped lips, and I feel like a lot of people can like relate to this. Yeah, it's winter, like, it's dry, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry, uh, you know, part, part, part of the uh, religious slur. Uh, you know, Jesus. Well, fuck it, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. God damn it, Patty, stop it. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn it. I, I lost my lip balm again and I always lose it. Like, it's the one thing in my life I always lose. And here's mm. the idea I want to pitch. I want to use lip balm as an example for just anything that a person loses all the time, which is like a little thing that they always lose. I'm going to call it the lip balm finder. Mm. (laughs) Basically, what I'm pitching is an attachable clip that can be placed on any item, often lost, and when, when lost, you then open a phone app to then basically find it. Uh, Fucking love it. Wait, James, okay. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys were aware of it. Have you heard of a product known as Tile? Well, clearly I don't, but you had to ruin a great million-dollar idea for me, so go ahead. No, it's a million-dollar idea. The problem is someone thought of it about a few years ago. You've perfectly described the Tile. It's really cheap as well. (laughs) Damn it. Okay. It's a Bluetooth app. It's like a $20 thing you get off Bluetooth, but it's actually, I don't know, I feel like it's a bit big and, I don't know. Have you seen? It is one of those because it needs to have... It, no, I haven't got one of those. I've got one for my wallet because I lose my wallet all the time. Um, it's like a Wi-Fi enabled one, so ah. it, it tracks it. That being said, you can get Bluetooth enabled ones. So if it's in your house and you're like, I need my keys, click. Uh, it attaches to key rings. It sticks to the back of phones, wallets, stuff like that. Um, yeah. That being said, thirty dollars mm. per tile is a bit steep. I have a feeling we could probably do it for about ten. But get them small. That's the that's going to be the difficult part. No, yeah, well, I mean, like, okay. To, this is make- this is this is a good thing with I guess what we do, Sean. It's a lot of the a lot of things have already been done already, right? Mm. It's we're not here to reinvent the wheel. We're here to look at no. what's been done and build upon it. So, yeah. I mean, could we find opportunity in this? Is I guess one of my questions. No, the, I, I thought that I thought we were going to do is like okay, let's take this idea and let's try and make it unique or this like oh, take it. Okay, this- I got it. Yeah, exactly, got exactly it. what I was trying to yeah. just. Cool. Patty, I Excellent. think you're right. Check. Here's what we do. We get the tile chip, we take out all the guts, we take out everything inside, and then we 3D print a container that perfectly fits around a chapstick, and we make a chapstick tile. 
Ooh. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. I, I mean, like we said, we're not reinventing the wheel. I mean, this is a very, very basic solution, but I don't think anyone's ever had a chapstick Bluetooth finder. Um, I think I was going for more of just like... It, I mean, if you want to really limit the... Uh, the findings of just the like okay, we, we we only want to find chap, we only want to find lip balm and chapstick. We don't want to find anything else. You lost your wallet? Fuck off! I don't care. Like I got, I got. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. Find. You don't need that wallet. But you have exactly. uh, dry lips, mate. We we're the yeah. person for you. We are on your side, buddy boy. I mean, and look, we're not going to stop and rest until you find your chapstick. Theoretically, all you need here is like either a GPS or a Bluetooth module or both. Mm-hmm. If you can 3D print something for, or not even 3D print, just like have anything you can go out with chapstick, slide in a, a Bluetooth module there and design it to an app like we discussed in the last podcast, you could literally do anything you wanted and it doesn't have to be some huge ass tile. The one problem is that GPS chips are quite expensive. They come around about $45 at the low end, 100 for the high end and they're a bit chunky. They're about the size of... Oh, it's a good, probably a bottle cap, uh, maybe two bottle caps. Like that's they're, they're quite thick and they're very heavy, uh, and that's not even including the power source. So, blue, this is why GPS technology is not that great unless it's part of something bigger. Um, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi chips, though, absolutely on the on the table. Dude, this doesn't even have to be like G- uh, GPS or like specific. That was just an example, but like a lot of. Um, <laughs> computer modules like have wi-fi chips built into them so you don't have to even yeah. buy that many separate components you can just have like a little package on the back of like your thing that slides over the um the I, I just want to design it from a there. gps module so you can find your chapstick anywhere in the world i want to spend about a hundred dollars that's my budget <laughs> to find a two dollar chapstick no matter where it is you lose it in like a train in istanbul we'll find it and maybe yeah. we can like attach an air horn to it, so it like screams um, <laughs> if, if someone tries to like touch it too much or something, or, or pick it up like a tamper alarm. I want this two dollar chapstick to be the most protected bit of cosmetic. Hey, 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 world. hey! Firstly, chapstick nowadays is very expensive, at least two fifty to three dollars. Fair enough. Clearly, yeah. I don't buy chapstick. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, geez, look at this guy, James, uh, gifted with the old uh, moist lips. Yeah, very. No, I just moist. suffer through dry lips. Sean, Sean, kissing man Finlay. Um, <laughs> Jesus, I think I stick with Uncle Toby, mate. <laughs> no, yeah, can, look, he, yeah. you cannot this have a self-appointed nickname. This is extremely doable. Thank you, boys. Okay, I, uh, so the the question is, yes, it's doable. The next question is, will we do it? James, would you take this project on board? No. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be a no for me, Patty, unfortunately. Damn it. It's, look, it's it's a cool idea, but it's there's not much you can kind of build upon on this. I mean, it probably is if you discussed it further, but if mm. the main goal is just to find your chapstick, then... Anything else you do to it is just going to overcomplicate it. It's something that's already been done. Yeah. Look, I guess... Patty, I think you're right. I think, well, in terms of business, Patrick, you've got your head in the right place. Uh, riches is made in niches. <laughs> um, we really like your pitch today. I'm unfortunate, though, that uh, the team hasn't voted for you. Um, you, The door's on the left. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong, but I'll accept this decision. 
<laughs> I'm I'm quite upset with this, but okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fair damn, enough. I'm, ha- I'm actually half. Damn. Oh, That's don't be half wrecking, man. No, what's that thing called again? Trello or was it tile? Tile. Yeah, tile. 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 I'm actually gonna. You know, I'm taking a note. I'm. Like, you know what? I want to come back and I want to rework this. Like, this is going back. This is going back. This is not a note. This is back on my maybe pile. Well, this is the thing, Patty. James and I aren't really keen to do this one. That being said, there's nothing stopping you from doing this one and us supporting you through that. Here's I'm the happy, thing. I Here's would be happy thing. to be there for you. Okay, Patty, this is this this is something this is the way I'd kind of reinvent that project. So I wouldn't just do it for a chapstick, for example. I would do it for I guess I did multiple do for, things. I did I just called it the lip balm fighter, but really it's just like a clip you can hang put on. on anything. Hang hang on a minute, hang on a minute. That's that's great. But instead of having a clip on something, you have gone full Shark Tank. Ah oh, shit! What? Ah oh, shit! You'd have you. Okay, so you can make this for multiple objects, for example, and have a Wi-Fi sort of um app. Not even like yeah, not even something as complex as that, but like a voice-assisted Wi-Fi app, which is very very possible, and a lot of projects have been done. And on this app, you can register where you put things, for example, um like little, little things like lip balm, like your watch, your wallet your keys, you could name, go on the list for a long time. And you could literally just type in where I left this and have like a voice assisted app that you can say is, oh, like, where is this thing? And it'll be like, oh, it's downstairs in the kitchen if you don't want to go on the app or something. So voice assisted things are really cool. So imagine like you're sitting at your desk and like you have this like little Charizard on there. <laughs> we went from a Charizard humidifier to a Charizard voice assistant. And... You say, oh, where are my keys? And it tells you to fuck off. I mean, tells you uh, <laughs> where your keys are. <laughs> That's actually one of the other projects. We'll talk about that one another time. I, uh, I, would love, I would love for a Charizard to be on my desk and be like, hey, Charizard, where's my phone? Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? We'll just quickly touch on that project um, because we got two, we'll go into the project pitches now. Um James and I had an idea, Patty. I'm not sure if we told you about this, but we want to build a, a VI, virtual intelligence. And examples of good VIs are like Siri or Google or Amazon Echo and things like that. We want to build one called the Angry Irishman. And so all it is, it's like, oh, hi there. What <laughs> time is it? Even- Get fucked. It's quarter past your bedtime. <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's just Shrek, except Shrek is Scottish. But I'm a big yeah. fan of this. I'm but, a big fan. No, no, I full, but, I want it fully explicit. I don't want kids in the house. This is this is like a, yeah. a, a but direction like the, I want to Originally, the idea came from um, doing like only a study. machine. And mm-hmm. it was like three in the morning. You've come back from a bender. You take some, assuming you're a single man, you take some girl home and you're like, oh, hey, what's this cool thing? And it's just like, hey, can I get an espresso martini? It's just some Irish man going, are you fucking serious? It's fucking three in the morning. Drink coming right up. And then when it's like, hang on a sec, why can't we just do that for, like, anything? Yeah. I'd love to have my room controlled by an well, angry would it tell? Man. So, would it tell you the answer eventually, like, after three goes of you asking? Or would it just be like, just fuck off, would, fuck off, like, every single time? I think it would give you the answer straight away, but would just give it in a very reluctant tone. It's not, it does it in, a, like, a really anger-filled, sarcastic tone. Yes, yes, exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Boys, I've be- actually done this with like my Google Home Assistant as well. You've I got feel an like angry like- Irish accent. Really? No yes. way. You have an Ooh. angry swearing Irishman on your Google app. It's it's not it's it's not an Irishman, but I can make my Google Assistant swear at me with um 
Should I just should I just demonstrate it? No, well, like any Google sister can. Like the other the other night, I was hanging at like hanging at the missus. She has like the uh the the Google thing in her room, and she's like, "Hey Google, play this." Hey Google, set an alarm. And I said, "Hey yeah. Google, fuck off." And she's like, "Do not use that language with me." Yeah. No, this is this is what I was talking about. It'd be like this, but with an Irish accent. Hey Google, what's the weather like? Wouldn't you like to know? I'd say it's as bloody hot as your head. Better yet, <laughs> Australia has no f- consistent weather, so what's the point of me telling you? Just joking. <laughs> New South Wales, it's 15 degrees and partly cloudy. Oh, fuck, I know what you've done. Oh, I had that for my um my, my timers too. That's brilliant. Um, I like that. I didn't realise so imagine that with like an angry Irishman. No, well, you need to change, like, if you have an English Irishman, you need to get, like, the, uh, a voice to say every single word in the dictionary or something. I don't know how it works, like, the... the... It's, look, it's not cheap, but it's doable. Okay. What's the starting price for it? Um, It turns out... Sorry, one sec. I actually did the coding as well. Hold on. Turn off the lights. R okay. Are you tired? That's cool. Bitch. Night, night, you massive vagina, 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 Oh my god, the I made that when I was like sixteen. I am scarred for life. You are kicked out of the clan. Wow, Sean, clearly someone was a very vagina obsessed sixteen-year-old boy. I just saw a vine at the time where they kept saying, "Hey, what's my nickname?" and the guy was dancing to the words. So I thought that was funny. Um, clearly, the, my humor doesn't transfer. <laughs> well, I, Jesus I, Christ. I just thought there was one vagina too many. I think so, too. I think I went a bit far there. I'm going to have to recode it. But yeah. that being said, coding it for a different voice, for it to play a sound file that we like uh, set up beforehand, that's not impossible. I think we can easily do that. All we need now is someone who actively speaks with a good... Maybe not even a good Irish accent. Actually, you know what? I'd love a swearing person with a terrible Irish accent. James, speak Irish. Hey, <laughs> oh. would rather fucking not. Oh, perfect. You know, you're in, mate. You're hired. <laughs> you're hired, mate. You're the voice. My, you're the voice. My, my, name, is, my name is Conor McGregor. Give me a belt. You're, you're a little weasel. Yeah, oh, you're going to be angry yeah. Irish AI. I hope you know that. All we need to do is get a bunch of tats and you're basically Conor McGregor. I mean, I thought of doing something similar, but like some really bogan Aussie, and it was called Muggsy, and Muggsy was a thing between me and, me and one of my good mates, and it was just some heaps bogan bot, like a Google Assistant. This is like down like five years in the future when I can do this, and it'd be like, oi, Muggsy, and it'd just be like, fucking look at me and be like, eh, nah. Eshays, <laughs> brah. Eshays, uh, lad. Yeah. Oh, it's like the guy off TikTok. Yeah. Look, um... Definitely a definitely a project we can move towards. Um, right, I've well, got another boy, project. Thank, thanks, boys, for hearing me out at least. With the company. yeah, sorry, this is kind of tangent off your tile idea. But that being said, we've we've got a solution for you that we can buy, <laughs> and it'll be quicker than designing the chapstick one. Um, yeah. But no, it's Look, it's Patty, a generally good idea. I will give you the twenty dollars to go and buy it. It's thirty. All right, sold. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with that logic, can you, Patty? No. Nah. I'm, uh, um, this is the lazy man's logic. Well, I could make it. However, I can buy it just for like $5 extra. Yeah. 
I think with these projects where you can buy the exact same thing for a cheap price, we might as well just buy it. It's when you can't buy it is when we really step into our field of expertise and start building stuff. Um, actually, so this is something I wanted, um, this leading into things that you can't really buy, something that you built. Um, this is my next project pitch, and this will be the, the last little one. Do you guys know what a Tesla coil is? Yes, I do. Ooh. Gives you mm, best, uh, no. in 20 words or less, explain what is a Tesla coil, James. Primary coil, secondary coil, capacitors, charges energy, goes from primary to secondary, makes cool lightning effect. Now explain it as if you're explaining okay. it to a six-year-old. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, if I had to explain it in a very short work, it's a lightning generator. Have you seen um, that picture? At, do you, everyone here knows of uh, Nikola Tesla, yeah? Yeah. Um, of, uh, uh, I, I love. So, I, lo- but... I love that movie, The Prestige. <laughs> Jesus. Is this okay. the guy that... Um... He's the Just guy like that basically invented Thomas like, Edison. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's the guy who went head to head with Edison, won, and then died a poor man. But well, because who's of the his guy, work, we are th- who's the reason we have the, the grid. Oh, this is the guy. The reason we have electricity that we can record this podcast. This is the guy. The guy. This is the alternate. This is the best guy. The gentleman. The, oh, the gentleman. He's the father of electricity. He's father he is of the, modern. He is the goat of. Uh, He's the, the inventor of the yeah, absolute drinking game snapper. <laughs> He's oh. absolute MVP. I've actually got a. That's that's another idea for next week. Actually, I've got a, I've got a snapper based idea for you boys. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, well, mo- moving back to the Tesla coils. Um, so. Have you ever seen that picture of Nikola Tesla? And he's this kind of weird guy, uh, wears a suit all the time, has a bit of crazy hair and a good mustache. But there's a picture of him sitting down in a book, uh, sitting down with a book reading, and around him is lightning, like sparks everywhere. Have you ever have you ever seen that photo? Uh, it's okay if you have. I want to say I want to say yes. He's just he's like in some hall. Mm. Or something like a sur- uh, I know what yeah, the it's a photo black and white like. photo. Pretty much the idea behind it, he created or discovered realistically AC electricity, which is the foundation of pretty much every transmission network in the world. Um, without him, we wouldn't have been able to accelerate and become an industrial revolution as um, well as what happened. Anyways, one of the things he used to explain how AC power works was a Tesla coil, which effectively is a transformer. Now, transformers are all based around... The, the standard transformer is based around a, uh, the same idea. Two coils of wire. And pretty much, when you put electricity through one coil of wire, it generates a magnetic field that'll interact with another um, coil of wire. And that magnetic field will create an electricity. So it technically transfers electricity without touching, right? Now, what Tesla discovered is that if you change the number of coils... Um, like the, the ratio of coils, you can actually change the electricity that gets transferred. As in, <clears throat> sorry, the power is the same. However, the electricity or the voltage can go up and the current can go down. And so this idea was the foundation for transformers to send them really high voltage across the wires. Um, With a shit ton of, um, of the... high frequency as well, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, frequency is the way that AC electricity works. Um Pretty much what the Tesla coil was a great visual demonstration. It was using a heap of coils on the second wire and um, it would hold charge in the first wire and then release it all of a sudden. 
And so the second coil, usually copper, would get a surge of electricity and then we would create this plasma coming off the top. And this became lightning. And so this is a really nice thing to have something at home which you can plug into a wall socket and it literally creates lightning in your room. That's pretty cool in itself. What I want to do is the lightning itself is based off this frequency that James just mentioned. So because it has to hold charge and release it, it um, there's actually gaps between the lightning. But you can choose the, 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 the time between those gaps and that can mean you can make notes or tones. What I'm saying is you can make music with the lightning generator. Ooh. So this is, this is where I'm my idea. I want to get an electric guitar, put it with an Arduino to a converter, change that into a tone converter into a Tesla coil, and literally play ACDC with a lightning generator. Oh, you're thinking of the song Thunderstruck, aren't you? Obviously. Uh, then nice. Highway to Hell. I think Highway to Hell um, would be more fun to play. <laughs> nah, so I wanted to... So there's Good a few I things mean. I want to do. Oh, so you get... Now go for it. I want to I wanna get a guitar, and so you can now play riffs, and behind you, instead of an amp, lightning sparks out and creates the tones and like guitar riffs that you're playing on the guitar in real time. Just so I have like a visual, are you like kind of referring to those uh, like uh, those globes that you can buy? Yes, like yes, the plasma globe. Yeah, and you like, press it down, and you see like a stroke of lightning, and you like, obviously you take your hand off, and then nothing, mm, and then you, slightly different. Like, so that's very if, similar. Just for like kind of like a visual mm. for the people, is that is that sort of what we're thinking about? Um, He's talking so, about visually, which means which is yeah, pretty much. Except yeah, it's mean, a lot more quicker. Yeah, okay. so I mean, yes so and it, no. the it's, lightning it's, isn't it's actually that, lightning; it's plasma. But I, I, I understand that globe that you get, like get the kids buy is obviously kids friendly, so it's not going to be like a high amount of electricity. But obviously, if you put like a, a per, uh, like a st- a really high standard Tesla coil or something like that, where well, that's like, well, that's gen- what the plasma balls use. They're very, very small Tesla coils. Like, but obviously, like a bigger one generates a lot of bigger electricity. So when you like do like a riff and like, like G major or like G sharp or something, it'll go mm. flying as. Like, That's an interesting awesome. thing, Sean. It's, it's not actually the size that generates the electricity. Hey, it's the voltage on the end of the second coil because isn't it displacing the electricity from the air around it? Correct. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you it's using, so basically you can power. have a small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James. And just a fuck ton of voltage on the, like the end of the second coil. Effectively, that's what you, you get. You can do it with like a nine volt battery. Uh, it's just it takes a lot more coils, so um, probably easier to use um, something a bit higher, higher power. But that awesome. being said, it, um, so the difference between the the coil is that that's a vacuum glass, low low pressure inside it, so the spark gap's a lot lower, um, and so it naturally occurs when it sparks out. A Tesla coil is fucking loud. You're talking about like the sound of a plane landing on top of you. Um, so there's there's been there's been people that have done this before. It's not a new idea. So people have played like Sail by AWOL Nation, um, ACDC. Uh, there's the Coffin Dance, that meme from a few years back. That was played on exclusively Tesla coils. And these things are loud. I encourage everyone to Google Tesla coil music in their own free time. Um, I guess I showed you, James, the video of the, the other one, the Sail. Uh, it is very impressive to see and to watch. I would love one of my own. And I ideally like it so I can plug it in, plug in a piano. I can plug in like the beer 
the beer can piano that I built before, um, a guitar, anything, and just play tones through it um, quite organically and have my own lightning generator as my amp for, for all music. Okay, well, that was, that was my pitch. <laughs> yeah, I reckon what, we, what you could do is, I guess, look into that considering you just thought of it and then in a further mm. podcast kind of break us down on how you're going with it and what your actual plan, what your design idea is. Well, this no, is well, the I thing. Just, oh, go ahead, Pat. Sorry, but I just did a quick Google search for like uh, uh, Tesla coil music and one of the first things that came up was uh, one Tesla musical Tesla coil kit and attached yes. is like a YouTube video with Pirates of the Caribbean. So obviously you want to, instead of just playing the music, you want to like either attach the guitar, the amp. So I can't find anything based mm. on like the amp so far, but if uh, you're the first one to think about it, fuck yeah, let's do it. I've never seen anyone with a guitar plug into a Tesla coil before. There's a few reasons why. There's only certain num- number of t- like tones and notes and frequency. So you have to code that in. But uh... I think this is, um again, like we're talking about with uh, the, the chapstick finder, Richard's has made niches. No one's built this before. This will be a world first, as far as I can tell. I think it's Shoot. worth considering. Sweet. I'm on board. Yeah. So, like I, you said, you've got those I've kits. Already got a, I've already got a musician lined up. Oh, mate. Who? Jaden. My mate. Oh, can he's he play? Yeah. He's like played oh. guitar for like eight years. I was thinking of um the guy that worked with us. Uh, oh, uh, oh, the uh, yeah. oh, uh, Dan. Dan. Danny. Oh. Yeah, Dan the man. Yeah, that would be good. If, but he's on oh, in drums. But imagine him just playing the drums. It's just the bass, and it's a lightning strike behind him every time he hits it. He Whoa. would actually be so keen for this. You just yeah, he would be down for that. Yeah, that's well, that's whatever. a photo shoot I want to be a part of. Oh, yeah. But the, once you build it, you can play anything. You just have like an orchestra. You could just have like a garage band and lightning in the background. How cool would that be? No, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so down. the only problem is they are the ones that like that kit you saw online, they're quite small and quite expensive. I reckon um, because it's a very niche thing, no one really buys Tesla coils on the, on the daily. Um, I reckon we'd have to build a big one. All I know is if we were Queen, Patty would be Brian May. <sighs> I think he's Freddie Mercury, to be honest. I thought I I was thinking I'll be more with a bass guitarist. I can't think of his name. The uh, oh, that's that's every bass guitarist ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's harsh, oh, I feel man. bad for bass guitarists. I don't make that. No, nah, well, guitarist. think about it. Without bass guitar, you won't have any disco. True. Name one bass guitarist. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think on My that uncle. note, we'll uh, we yeah. might wrap it up. James, family members don't count. It's like when, yeah, you, it's like when, <laughs> it's like nobody loves me, but my mum does. No, it doesn't count. Like it's like no, it doesn't obli- count. That, Sean, that's an, as you were that, saying, that's on that note. <laughs> no, no, I want to go back to this. Uh, it doesn't count. <laughs> no, okay, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much uh, us. John Deacon, you guys want to go over? Sorry, Don, no. John Deacon is the bass guitarist from Queen. I just remembered. You Googled it. You Googled it. I did it. Google so it. I did Google yeah, it. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, mate. And thank you for listening, guys. We are the Engineering Dads. That was Beers with Engineers. We'll see you guys in the next one. Yar, pirates. See you.